I got a bunch of stuff here, man. All right. How, how are y'all doing this morning? Y'all doing well? Good to see you. How many of y'all remember me? Raise your hand if you remember me. Okay, I remember you. I remember the ones raising their hand. I, I recognize you. Well, it's good to be with you. I want to give honor to Pastor uh, Matthew and Pastor Stephanie. Can we give it up for them, the leaders that God has put here, praise God, for such a time as this, amen. Uh, God's so good and gracious to connect us with his best, amen. I didn't even get one amen on that. I mean, Matthew said amen, but uh, that was about it, but Pastor Matthew did, so that's all that matters. Um, how many of y'all excited this morning to get into the Word of God? Amen. I tell you what, even the Word of God, it lives and abides forever. It's the most powerful force in all the universe. It upholds all things. The Bible says God upholds all things by the Word of His power. Amen. Uh, I want to honor also my parents. I believe they're watching. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Uh, thank you. Thankful for you, your example of faith. And anybody else watching that I may know, what's up? Thanks for watching and, and being a part. And those I don't know, what's up, man? It's good to, good to be together. Say this after me. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. And his mercy endures forever. Let's say it again. For the Lord is good. And his, and his mercy endures forever. One more time, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Aren't you thankful for his mercy? Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, turn to your neighbor, if you've got a neighbor by you, and look at him and, and just say, man. Now, if you're talking to a woman now, we're not talking about gender. We're talking about the expression. We're not, we're not confused here. Amen. Well, we're not confused. You understand? It's the expression. You, you understand? It's like, it's like, you know how you say, oh, man, you know what I mean? The expression. That's what I'm talking about. So look at your neighbor and say, man, Elijah sure does look good this morning. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That came right out of your spirit. You weren't for it. No, let, let me stop. Let me stop. Ah, oh, man, I'm going to have fun. You know, I'm going to have my jokes in there, man. God's so good to us. Are y'all ready to get into the word? Uh, I'm excited about what God has for us. Um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you want to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And starting in verse 21. Let's, thank you, Lord. I'm so excited, guys. Ooh. I apologize. That's just my excitement. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and starting in verse 21, it says, Therefore, let no one boast in men. Somebody say, no boasting in men. No boasting in men. Uh, you know, um, before, previously, he's talking about uh, there was dispute, there was some debating going on about, you know, some, some say I'm a Paul, another says I'm of Apollos, one says I'm of Cephas, and then there's the one that says I'm of Jesus, you know. Uh, well, what are they saying by that? It's basically like, well, I don't need to go to church, I don't need to be involved, I'm just of Jesus. Yeah. That's how quiet it normally gets when I say that, Pastor Matthew, that's how quiet it, it normally gets, but, but that's what is going on here, but he says, don't let anybody boast in men, before he talks about uh, faith in the power of God. Somebody say faith in the power of God. Faith in the power of God. 
He said, I don't want your wisdom to be in, in the, I don't want your faith to rest, excuse me, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Somebody say the power of God. So there's this debate going on. I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. You know, there may be somebody saying, well, you know, my pastor, where I go to church is over here. and My pastor over here. And there's debating going on, you understand. And, and what Paul brings out by the spirit is let no one boast in men. Our faith is in the power of God. Can I get an amen on that? I mean, at least clear your throat. Do something, man. I tell you, that was a good point. No, I mean, our faith is supposed to rest not in men, but in God. Just like this service here. Uh, you're not expecting from me. You're expecting from God. You don't want to know what I know, what I can tell you. We're here to hear from him. I wanted to start with that verse and, and reading that. And we're going to read more into this verse. But in light of that, no boasting in men. Somebody say, no boasting in men. In light of that, let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this time and this season. We are looking to you, Father, as, uh, and your Holy Spirit as the chief master teacher. We thank you, Father, for revelation, knowledge flowing freely, that which would lift us up into a higher level in you. And for every good thing that will be done in the manifestation of your Holy Spirit, we give you the praise and the glory. Say this after me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Have your way. We give you praise in Jesus' name, Father. We thank you for this time, this season. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's eat. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.21. Let's put it back on the screen if we can. Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. Somebody say, all things are yours. Say, all things are mine. What is he talking about? Let's read the next verse here. He says, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Somebody say, all are yours. Uh, I find this interesting. Have you ever stopped and, and thought about this? Let's go back and read uh, what he says here. Well, no, that's good. Let's stay right there. And you are Christ. Somebody say, I'm Christ. And Christ is God. So I'm telling you what, we belong to God. Yeah, that's right. We've been bought with a price. Yep. Amen. There was a temple that they had the, the ark of God there. And uh, it, there was another God there called Dagon, I believe it was. And there was that God Dagon, but the presence of God was there. And when they, come, when they would come in, they would find Dagon just on the floor, the idol on the floor. They prop him back up, he'd be on the floor again. They prop him back up, his arms gone. They prop them back up. His head's gone. What does that let me know? What does that let you and I know? That because we, by the Holy Spirit, are housing the presence of God, no Dagon can stay where his presence abides. You understand? I don't care what the Dagon is. If it's sickness, if it's confusion, mental confusion, I don't care what the Dagon is. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. One day you'll find that Dagon's on the floor. And it may prop back up again, but that's okay. You still house the presence of God. One day Dagon will be down on the floor again. His arms will be gone. And then maybe it, something pops back up again, but one day you're going to, his whole head's cut off, man, because of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit who indwells you. Amen? Praise God. Woo. I'm telling you what, I, I'd have preached this to myself, and I did. And I did. Let's back up here if we can. Um, 
in the verse here uh, in 1 Corinthians, I want to point something else out to you as well in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If we can, I, I'm, th- I'm throwing curveballs here. He says, whether Paul or Paul, this is things that belong to us. Say, things that belong to us. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Notice with me, if, if you would, he says here that death belongs to you. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I normally don't get too much of an amen on that one, but it's still true nonetheless. He says that even death belongs to you. Why? Because for us who are in Christ, Jesus took the sting of death. We don't have to fear death Amen. because now, now because of what Jesus has done, death belongs to me. Wow. In other words, let me say it like this. I can leave on my own terms. Death belongs to me. People, people don't preach that one as much, but you need to know that death belongs to you. We're all going to, we're going to, listen, you don't want to be stuck down here in this anyway. You want that new body. That's what the apostles, the, the main thing that the apostles had on their mind was the resurrected body, the glorified body. That's why they, they, they say, you can persecute us all you want. You can burn us at the stake. You can cut our head off. You can do whatever. We're looking forward to the glorified body. Amen. Yes. But did you know that this body, the one you have right here, touch, go, touch on your body a little bit. Touch it real quick. Touch it. This one right here. This body is a permanent member of the body of Christ. A permanent member of the body of Christ. And some people say, I can't wait to get my glorified body and get rid of this old thing. No, you're not going to get rid of this. It's just going to be glorified. You talk about looking like a million bucks. <laughs> there is no number that you could say to adequately uh, depict the glory that will come on this body. But this body, this one, somebody say this body. My body is a permanent part. Of the body of Christ. That's what he revealed to the people in Corinth, what we were just reading. Let's put that back up in, in Corinthians. Uh, I want to point out another thing to you as well here. Maybe you haven't seen before. Whether Paul or Apollos, this is the ministry gifts. Because there's always debates. Well, I like listening to Andrew Womack, one would say. Well, you know, I like Keith Moore. Keith Moore is my spiritual father. I had to put that little, he's my, he's my. So anyway, I, I like Keith Moore. Or I like Kenneth Copeland. Or I like this. Just put whatever name there you want to put. And they'll get into debates over it. But Paul said, listen, if it's Paul, if it's Apollos, if it's Cephas, all of them are yours. You don't have to get into debates about this one's better, that one's better. You understand all of this belongs to you. All the ministry gifts belong to you. And you are to receive. You know, one part of the, one ministry, you may not go there for the teaching. Maybe that ministry is the healing. They have healing that flows in their ministry. You see what I'm saying? But if you... If you make it about, well, they have to be a good teacher, then you're not going to receive that healing that, that from that ministry. You see what I'm saying? Are you following me? I don't want to just be saying stuff. You see what I'm saying? So don't find out, okay, God, who, who do you want me to listen to now? Who do you want me to be involved with here? Where do you want me to go? Use the wisdom of God. Why? Because all of these belong to you. That's right. And you're supposed to be receiving something from God from all of these ministry gifts. Wave at me if that makes sense. Does that make sense? All right. All things are yours, whether Paul, Apollos, Cephas, or the world. Man, that's something. That's a, we're going to rule and reign with him over the world because of Christ. Or life, that's Zoe, that's the God kind of life, that life that Jesus came to give us in John 3, or excuse me, John chapter 10, excuse me there. Or death, we just talked about that. Watch this. Read this with me here, starting at or things present on the count of three, 
One, two, three. Or things present or things to come, all are yours. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say the past. He did not say the past belongs to you. Because that belongs to him. He bore your sicknesses. He bore the sin. He bore the condemnation. He bore the things that you will never talk to anybody about ever again because it was just that horrendous. But that doesn't belong to you anymore. Because of what Christ has done. That past includes five minutes ago before you walked in. That's still the past. You understand? All things are yours. He didn't say the past. Past doesn't belong to me anymore. He nailed it to the tree. The the things where I messed up, the things where I missed it. And man, have I missed it. But thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. The past doesn't belong to me. He says things present, the present day realities of what Jesus has done for us and things to come in the next life. Right? All of this belongs to us. Romans chapter 8, if you'll turn over there. So far, so good? The Romans... Chapter 8, thank you, Lord. I tell you, that was worth you coming to church right there, that one little point there. The past doesn't belong to you anymore. Romans chapter 8, and starting in verse 32, he says, and isn't this something that this was referenced this morning? We didn't talk or anything like that, but this verse was referenced this morning. God's just moving. The Spirit of God's moving. Amen. Uh, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him? Somebody say with him. With him. Also freely give us what? All things. Now, time out here. Let's, let's, let's unpack this. Now, let's take our time. All right? I'm not in a rush. Are you in a rush? I mean, I'm not in a rush. I got, you know, I got places to be, sure, but I'm not in a rush, though. You understand? You got places to be, but we're acknowledging God. We're honoring God. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Amen? Amen. We're not honoring me. We're honoring him and his word. Amen. Somebody say with him. Here's what I'm saying. Don't get mad at me because I got prosperity operating in my life. It come with them. It's like the combo meal. I went to, listen, before I come, before I got here, when I got here Saturday, if y'all follow me on Instagram, y'all know what I went to in and out. I went to in and out burger. Uh, listen, I got the flow by flow. You understand? I went in and out, man. And, but what am I saying? I got the combo. That's right. What happens with the combo? It comes with the fries. It comes with the drink. Now, listen, watch this now. I can just get a burger. And that can be fine. I could have nourishment. Oh, but thank God that it's available to me that I can have more than enough. Somebody say, I I like that. I heard it. So somebody say that. I want the combo. I want the combo. Here's what I'm saying. There are so many Christians who just have the burger. And that's fine. You're just saved. Praise God. That's glory to God. You're not going to hell. But they some fries too. Come on now. You can get get a drink. You can drink of the Holy Ghost. Isn't isn't he referred to as a drink? The Holy Spirit drinking of the well that never runs dry. You can drink. Praise God for your burger. But I want fries with that. I want my drink. Amen. I'm saying it comes with him. 
But don't ever condemn anybody because they're not operating in all this other stuff. You don't know where people are. People are at where they're at. If they're born again, they are great. They're in great shape. But we're just saying that there's things that come with him. You understand? The gospel, some people talk about the prosperity gospel. You know, I don't like, I don't believe in that prosperity gospel. Well, I don't either. Let me finish. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I believe in the gospel. And a part of said gospel is that he was, he was rich, but for our sake, he became poor so that we through his poverty might be made rich. That's, I'm just quoting scripture now. Listen, you got a problem with it. You, You talk to management. I just work here. All right. I'm just a good looking employee. All right. I I just work here. But I'm saying there's things that come with him. Let's keep reading here. And man, y'all just pulling, man. I'm saying stuff I didn't have mean to say. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit's helping us. He says, yet in all these things, we're what? More than conquerors. You're not just conquerors. You're more than that. I'm telling you, if you've got Jesus, if you are born again, you are more than a conqueror. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't, you never pray for victory. You pray from the victory. That's right. This is the victory that overcomes. That word overcomes in the Greek means to override, to override a system. Yes. This is the victory that overrides the world's system. It's our faith. It's our faith in Jesus. Not our faith in stuff. Our, our faith is in Jesus, but there are things that come, watch this, with him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But he's the main prize, and he will always be the main prize. Yes. But there's stuff that, come, that he brings to the table with him. That's what I'm saying. I want, what he, I want him, and I want what comes with him. Amen. Yes. You understand? Because the only reason that it's operating in my life is because I'm, I'm in him. I'm with him. You understand? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't, I don't like to just talk. I want you know, to know that it's making sense to you. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let's keep, keep going here. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor, nor powers, nor things present. That sounds familiar. Nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say the past. Yeah. Paul doesn't even give it the time of day. Nope. So in other words, don't throw, don't talk to me about what you used to do. Saying, well, I don't know if God loves me because of what I used to do. He doesn't even give it enough clout to even include it here. Right. Amen. That's how, that's how definite. The cleansing of our sins is. That's how it is done. It's over. There's no past anymore. No past mistakes. No past sins. He has nailed it to the tree. He doesn't even include it. He doesn't include it. So why are you? Why are you talking about what you used to do? Why are you allowing the enemy to, to put those thoughts into your head? Well, you remember you did this. Well, I don't know if you can receive your healing because you did this, that, and that. No, he doesn't even include it. Wave at me if that makes sense to you. Let's move on here to the next verse. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16. My favorite book in, of the Bible is the book of Hebrews. That's my favorite book in the Bible. Anytime, because when I was a kid, you know, I always had a pension for 
studying the word and all that. It's just a gift God gave me. I'm not glorifying. God's the one that gives the gifts, you understand. I'm not glorifying me. Um, but I always had an infinity for studying and looking up word, the scripture and everything. So anytime my parents would buy me a Bible, any new translation they may buy me, I, the first place I would go is Hebrews chapter 11. I want to know what Hebrews chapter 11 says in this translation, you know. So Hebrews is my favorite book of the Bible. Uh, it's, a, it's a legal, uh, so much legal terminology here and yeah. about what Christ has done that is definite. Uh, th- this is sure. Well, look at what he says here, Hebrews chapter 10, starting verse 16. This is the covenant that I'll make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Let's keep going. Then he adds... Somebody say, then he adds. adds. Watch this. He didn't have to add this. He just wanted to. See, sometimes we read verses too quickly. You need to to ponder what you're reading. Then he adds. Somebody say, then he adds. He didn't have to to put that in to redeem you. He didn't have to put that in to to make you and I saved and born again. He just wanted to add it. Let me, let me just draw, watch this. It's what comes with him. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I love, man, Elijah, that was good. Praise God. The Lord's helping you. <laughs> then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds. Watch this. I will remember no more. He doesn't remember it. You could come up to him and say, God, you remember that time I did this, this, and this, and he said, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, when I did this, I don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because either you're forgiven or you're not. Amen. Either you're cleansed or you're not. Either he promised he would remember your sins and iniquities no more or not. But he added it. He said, I'm going to add this in the clause, in this legal terminology. I'm not going to remember your sins anymore. Amen. That's what he said. Thank you, Lord. Does that make sense? So this, so the past doesn't belong to us anymore. The, the past mistakes, past failures, that doesn't belong to you. And, and he said in Romans 8 that things present can't separate you from the love of God. So if you are presently in, there's an area of sin in your life, it still can't separate you from the love of God. But God doesn't even, but I almost start speaking in tongues because it's just that wonderful. You, he's, he doesn't even add it in. Y'all understand that? He didn't put it in. He didn't even think enough about the past to even add it. Do you understand that? Oh, glory to God. He didn't even think enough about it to add it. In the, this is a, the Weiss translation, if you, the Weiss translation is a good translation. This is 1 Corinthians 3.22, but you guys can go to uh, Psalms 119. Uh, you can turn there. But I'm going to read uh, Corinthians where we were in the beginning. So far, so good? Yes. Uh, this is the Weiss translation of 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 22. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the existing order of material things. Mm, I like that. That gave me the stank face, you know. Uh, <laughs> he said, or the existing order of material things. This is what I'm saying. That belongs to you. The exist- I like it says the existing order. Why is that? Why? Why do you like that, Elijah? Because the, God, the way he had the, the Spirit of God write these verses, he said he didn't say the existing order that was going on in Corinth at the time. 
right? He said the existing order. So that means this is independent of time. He said, time, I'm not going to, I'm going to write it in a way that my words, watch this, are eternal. I got so excited, I lost my place. Y'all, y'all, y'all pray for him, man. Golly, this brother right here, somebody said, somebody maybe never heard me before, like, man, this guy, he's too excited. Turn him down on the mic or something. All right. Uh, or the present, or the, excuse me, or the existing order of material things, or life, or death, or present things, or things about to come, all belong to you. But he didn't say the past. Any translation you want to look at, he ain't going to say the past. Psalms 119. Now, that was all the the setup. Now we're going to get into the message, all right? Psalms 119. Is it okay? Are we good? All right, cool, cool, cool. Psalms 119. Somebody say, I'm about to receive something good by the word of God through the spirit of God. Ooh, this is it right here. It's about to get good now. I'm telling you, this is it. Y'all ready? (laughs) All right. Let's read it together on the screen here on the count of three. One, two, three. Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Somebody say the testimonies. Say testimony. What is the testimony? Well, the testimony is the past that's been redeemed. That's right. Oh, golly. It's the the part of yesterday that has been redeemed. Anybody who gets saved who was in a place where they were committing sin and they were committing things, right? What do we call that? Now they have a testimony. What is that? That was the past that they had that has been redeemed because they received Christ. What is the testimony? It's the part of yesterday that has been redeemed. Somebody say yesterday. The testimony is the part of yesterday that has been redeemed. Watch this part. It's the past that belongs to you. That belongs to you. The testimony. That's what he said. Your testimonies I've taken as a possession. Remember when I was with you, when we had the conference, we talked about possessing our possessions. If you remember. Butter. You understand? And, and all that good stuff. If you didn't get it, then it's all right. You, you weren't here. She got it. I heard it. But what does he say? Your testimonies I've taken as a heritage. That word taken, that means to possess. It's that same wordage. I'm still on that possession uh, kick, so to speak. Now, here's what I want you to do in light of this. Go to Psalms 19, and then on the screen, we'll put up, uh, I think it's Revelation. is the next verse that I gave you guys, I think. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. But you can turn, if you have your Bible, you can turn to Psalms chapter 19. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise Is it making sense? Yes. And I felt, this is John talking here, and I fell at his feet, talking about an angel's feet, uh, not Jesus's feet, but an angel. I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, see that you do not do that. I'm your fellow servant. Somebody say fellow servant. Fellow servant. 
And he says, I'm of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Somebody say the testimony of Jesus. Testimony. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is what? The testimony of Jesus is the what? The testimony of Jesus is what? It's the spirit of prophecy. Now in Luke 24, 27, Jesus, uh, this is after he had been raised from the dead, appeared to his disciples. And the Bible says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he, Jesus, expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Why do I bring this up? Because the prophecies of old are all pointing at Jesus. Isn't that right? That's right. All the prophecies of old turn to Jesus. What is he saying by saying that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy? It means the essence of prophecy. Or let me say it like this, the breath of prophecy. That's what the word spirit means, pneuma. It has to do with breath, right? Why do I bring this up? Because true prophecies, the breath of true prophecy is Jesus. The breath of it. But the Bible says that what, what is the spirit of prophecy? Does anybody remember? What is the spirit of prophecy? It's the testimony, right? Let's put that verse back on the screen if we can. Appreciate you for uh, doing that, man. But um, aren't you thankful for the people who do the screens and scriptures and all that stuff, man? I tell you what, I used to do it. I did it. I've done it before. I served the uh, people, uh, a minister called Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons and Loved them so much. They're in Colorado now, but they were in Texas. And they used to do these family nights back when they were in Texas. They started them back up, and, and uh, I would be in the back putting the scriptures up there. So I understand. All right? I understand. So I'm thankful for those who uh, take out the time to do that. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in Revelation, that's the one I'm, I'm wanting. Uh, Revelation chapter 19 in uh, verse 10. I apologize. Uh, thank you so much. And he said, I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, see that you don't do it. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have. Somebody say have. have. Remember, we said that uh, the testimony is the heritage, that I have that, right? They have the testimony of Jesus. He says, worship God. Why? For the testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the pneuma. It's the, it's the breath of prophecy. Anytime. Somebody testifies about Jesus. It's the spirit. Your, your, your testimony is so powerful that God refers to it as the essence of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy. Your testimony. What is the testimony? It's the part of your past that's been redeemed. Come on now. It's the part of the past that's been redeemed. Anybody that was involved in sin, doing a bunch of stuff they shouldn't have been doing, when they get saved, what do they now have? A testimony. What is that? That's, what, that's the past that belongs to you. Not the sins, not the shortcomings, but when God snatched you up. When you received of the abundance of grace. When you received Jesus, you have a testimony. Does that make sense? You see that? Ooh. It says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The design of prophecy is to bear testimony to Jesus. The language here doesn't mean that uh, it's the only design of prophecy, but it's the ultimate end of prophecy. It's testifying about Jesus. The, the goal of prophecy is talking about Jesus. 
The goal of prophecy is not to predict who's going to be in office when. Uh Uh-oh. The goal of prophecy is not to predict who's going to be in the White House. That's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate end and goal of prophecy is to talk about Jesus. (laughs) I just thought I'd thought I'd throw that in there. What's that? What's that meme of that guy? That... Anyway. Watch this, though. Whoo. The word prophecy here, it means to make known, watch this, the divine will of God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Ooh, I just, ooh, I, I felt that. Thank you, Lord. The... Help me say this, Lord. Anytime you hear a testimony, you hear the will of God. When you hear a testimony, you're hearing his will. It was not his will that the person go through hardships, go through trials and tribulations. But the testimony is they came out of it. Redemption. They were rede- that past was redeemed. What did God say? He says, redeeming the time for the days are evil. The, the Holy Spirit allows us to redeem the time, to, to take back the years that the canker worm has eaten. Oh, this is powerful. It means to make known the divine will of God. So anytime you hear a testimony, you're hearing the will of God, the divine will of God. Let's... Uh, Psalms 19, let's put that up on the screen. Psalms chapter 19 and and, and verse 7. The law of the Lord is what? It's perfect. It converts the soul. This is free. I won't won't charge you for this one. This is free. God, uh, when he he born, he gave us a new new spirit when when we were born again, right? A regenerated spirit. Is that correct? Wave at me if that's correct. We see that in scripture, right? Gave us a recreated spirit. But notice this. He did not give you a new soul. Right. Jesus talks about the value of the soul. He says, what, what profit is there if a man gains the whole world, all the, all the money in, in, in the world, everything, but loses his soul? That's one of the big things that, that God was after when he sent Jesus was your soul. Your soul. He doesn't give you a new soul. He uses the word to convert the current soul. Mm. I'm just, I'm just, that's just good stuff. That's the word of God. He, he, he didn't give you a new soul. He's using the, his law that is perfect to convert the present soul. That's right. And what does he say here? The testimony of the Lord is what? Sure. Ooh, and it makes wise the simple. So what am I, if I can just hear some testimonies of what God has done, it will make me wise about God. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness, that's good stuff. If I can just hear what he's done for someone else. If I can hear. Remember the woman that was, had the issue of blood? I'm going, I'm going ahead of myself. Remember how this all came about with her pressing her way in the crowd? What did it say? She heard about Jesus. What did she hear? She heard some testimonies. And with hearing those testimonies, faith came. And with hearing those testimonies, Made her wise to the will of God. Right. Made her wise that God can heal. Right. Made her wise that God can do heal and, and restore and make new again. Right. And what happened? She touched him. She touched the hem of his garment. 
That's a, a fulfillment of prophecy. The Bible says that the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. Wow. That's, that, that's that garb that he wore, the, that priestly, that, that, that um, tunic, I believe. Was it a prayer tunic, I believe it was, that he wore? And it, the, the, the little strings that hung from it, she grabbed it, and she was healed. Healing was transferred from his wings. And Jesus stopped everybody. He said, whoa, hold up. Who touched me? But the disciples said, you don't see everybody that's strong in you. Everybody's all up on you. What are you talking about who touched me? Here's the thing you got to realize. This is another free one. I won't charge you for this. Here's another thing you got to realize. There are many people that are thronging Jesus, but not everybody is touching him. That's right. Just because you're thronging Jesus doesn't mean you're touching him. He responds to faith. That's right. The law of the Lord is perfect. What does it do? It converts the soul. Watch this. The testimony of the Lord is what? The testimony of the Lord is what? This word testimony has to do with a witness. It has to do with a witness. But what is it? The testimony of the Lord is what? It's a witness. Watch this. It's a witness between God and man. Testifying what God requires of man and what upon the performance of that condition he will do for the man. It's, it'll share, here's what God requires, and when you obey that, here is what he will do. But there's, there's been a man, ladies and gentlemen, that has done everything that God has required. And he has fulfilled all the commandments. He lived a perfect life. He lived a spotless life. And then he came to show us that if you'll believe in me, you can get in. Come on, guys. That's good stuff. The gospel is a testimony of record. It's not just a, it's not, this isn't just a, a book. This isn't just a book. It's a testimony. It's record. This is legal. It's a legal document, legal testimony of what I have legal rights to because of one man's obedience. Because one man's disobedience, sin, it rain, death, rain. But because of one man's obedience, we can reign in life by Christ Jesus. What is that? We can reign based on a testimony. Mm. The gospel is a testimony of record which God himself has borne concerning his son and eternal life by him. It's sure and you can depend upon it. The testimony of the Lord is what? It's sure you can depend upon it. Uh, 1 John 5, let's put that on the screen if we can. Appreciate you back there. 1 1 John chapter 5. This is a Passion Translation. Watch this. Let's read it together on the count of three. One, two, three. If we accept the testimony of men, how much more should we accept the more authoritative testimony of God that he has testified? If, I can, if I'll take the testimony of somebody that goes to court and say, this is what I heard, this is what I saw. If I'll take that and say, well, I believe him. Well, how much more? Should I take by his stripes? That's right. I was healed. How much more should I take? My God shall supply all of my needs. How much more should I take that my children will be taught of the Lord? How much more? And the Bible calls it a more authoritative testimony. That's right. Let's move on here to the next verse. 
Those who believe in the Son of God have the living testimony where? In, in their hearts. Those who don't believe have made God out to be a liar by not believing the testimony. Somebody say the testimony. The testimony. That God has what? Confirmed about his son. Let's move on here in verse 11. This is the true testimony. Somebody say true testimony. True testimony. That God has given us eternal life and this life has its source where? It's a testimony. It's sure. You can depend on it. You can take it to the bank. What God has promised. All God's promises in Christ are yes, and in him are what? Amen. amen. But you have to say amen. Yeah. The, another translation says that the amen is spoken by us. Yeah. God has already done it. He's already accomplished it. Now it's my job to say amen to that. That's right. Amen. So I'm saying amen to his promises. To his testimony. Yeah. So far so good? Yep. All right, here it comes. Here comes, a, here comes a big one now. You ready? Here we go. We talked about testimony, right? In the Hebrew, the word testimony, the root word for testimony, watch this, means do it again. Wow. It means to repeat. What does that mean? Anytime, well, let's put it back up. Re uh, Re Revelations chapter 19 and verse 10. The, the, the word prophecy in the Hebrew, the root word means to repeat. It means to do again. In, in Revelation 19, 10, and I fell at his feet to worship him. He's worshiping an angel, which he's not supposed to do. But the angel's just so glorious, so magnificent. He, if you were in his shoes, you would have done the same thing. But he said to me, the angel said, see that you don't do that. I'm your fellow servant. You don't worship me. And I'm of your brethren who have the what? The testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the what? The testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of God. Lord, help me say this, Lord. Anytime somebody shares a testimony about Jesus, anytime you hear a testimony, what God has done, what God is saying, and I want to do it again. Anytime somebody shares a testimony, watch what they're doing. They're actually prophesying. The Lord healed me of cancer. Well, if there's somebody in the congregation that had cancer, God is prophesying to them. He's prophesying to them. Hey, I want to do it again. I can do it again. I want to repeat the action. It's the power of the testimony. And the testimony belongs to us. That's right. Come on now. Do you see that? He wants to do it again. When you hear a testimony about God bringing finances to someone, when they were down in the dumps, they needed extra money. What is God doing? He's prophesying. Hey, I'll do, I'll do it again. I want to do it. I want to repeat it again. This is why the Bible tells us to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Don't get into a place where you're comparing yourself and that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy can't create anything. He doesn't have a creative bone in his body. He twists. He perverts. So he tries to twist it where somebody shares a testimony and then people all of a sudden say, well, how dare they have this? How dare they have that? When all the while God's saying, I want to do it again. That's right. That's good. But you're not rejoicing. The Bible says a man that does not delight in blessing, the blessing will be far from him. 
If you don't, that's in the Psalms. If you don't delight in the blessing, it'll be far from you. If you hear that somebody else got blessed and you don't delight and rejoice with them, it's far from you. But if you will rejoice with those who are rejoicing, Isaiah says that the consolation of Israel will become yours when you rejoice with Israel. What is he saying? The same thing that's happening in Israel can happen in you when you rejoice with those who are rejoicing. That's just, man, praise God. Okay. So far, so good? So anytime this testimony is released, it's dependable. It's sure. You can take it to the bank. But also when you believe on it, when you act on it, there's power that's released for God to duplicate the miracle. He can do it again. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4 says this. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by who? That's, it's the obedience of one man. It's what God did when one man obeyed that gives you and I a right to a testimony. Let's keep going here. That you were enriched in everything by him. In all what? What does he say? In all what? This has to do with the gifts of the Spirit. Somebody say the gifts of the Spirit. The of the Spirit. This has to do with the gifts of the Spirit. You can read about that in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Even as the testimony of Christ was what? Confirmed. So not only, oh my goodness, not only do you hear a testimony, but God made it so that when you hear this testimony, God's able to confirm it in you. It's somebody else's testimony, but if you'll believe it and receive it, God can confirm the same work in you. Wow. We have to allow more room for confirmation, for God to confirm his word in people. We're not just up here to, to, to wow you with what we can quote or what we can say. It's about the presence of God. It's about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We need to give room for the Holy Spirit to confirm the word. Yeah. Let's keep reading here. Verse uh, 7. So that the result is you come behind and know what? Gift. That's the gifts of the spirit. So you receive the testimony and what happened? The gifts started operating. Yeah. Ah, come on. Y'all see that? You received a testimony and then the gifts started to flow. So that you come behind and no gift waiting for the what? The revelation. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. That while we are waiting here, we talked about the glorified body earlier. While we're waiting for all this to come to pass, the Bible says that we can, it can be so that we don't even come behind in no gift. What is a, what's a part of the gifts? We're talking about he, the gifts of healings, people being healed. So you don't come behind in that gift. You can be healed while you're here on earth. And you can just transition. Death belongs to you now. You can just transition and go on your own terms. Uh, the, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom. You can be receiving wisdom, revelation while you're here on earth, while you're waiting. We, we don't wait in defeat. We're waiting in victory. That's what I'm saying. We're waiting in victory based on what Christ has done for us. And that is a testimony. And when we share this testimony, when we're living this testimony, the Bible says that God can confirm it in him. That's what, that's, what Paul, that's what all the apostles did. They went and they came and they said, hey, there was a man who lived and he died. And he lived for you and he died for you. 
He's washed all your sins away. And if you'll receive him, he'll come into your life. Then what, what would happen? The Bible says that God confirmed the word with signs and wonders following. We've got to get back to the simple basics of what Christ did for us. Amen. That he lived, he died, he was buried, he was resurrected, he's ascended, he's seated at the right hand of the Amen. Father. Daily making intercession for us. Right. Isn't that right? That's, right? That's scripture, isn't it? And what happens when you and I come to this place where we bind up the testimony? Isaiah chapter 8 talks about binding up the testimony. What happens as a result? Well, the next verse. Let's put that up on the screen. And they overcame him, the enemy, the accuser. How did they do it? By the blood of the lamb. But that's not all. And by the word of the testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. It's the testimony. And anytime you hear this testimony, God's saying, I want to do that again. Yeah. I want to run that back. <laughs> Let's put up Psalms 119, 111 up here. I'm, I'm almost done. Can you, can you stay with me for a little bit longer? Here? Uh, Isaiah, excuse me, Psalms 119, verse 111 says, your testimony, I have what? I'm taking. So you, you're receiving it. It's my possession. That's mine. It belongs to me. Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. The, the word testimony here in Psalms 119 is talking about the revealed will. The revealed will. The scriptures which testify of Christ and of his grace and of the mind and will of God, watch this, are a portion of themselves. It's, it belongs to you. The will of God belongs to you. Well, that's why you need testimonies. You need to be hearing what God has done in others. Because when you hear that, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God, the word that comes from Christ's lips, like Pastor Matthew said. When you're hearing that, faith comes for you to receive. Does that make sense? He says, I've taken it as a heritage. He, this literally means I've taken it as my inheritance, as my property, as that which I consider to be of real and permanent value. The Hebrew word talks about receiving it as a possession. We said that. To inherit it. What does he mean? He means that the law of God was to the psalmist here. It was to him as a possession. He regarded it as one does a rich inheritance. Come on now. He chose it. it what's it? What are we talking about? The testimony. Stay with me. The testimony. He looked at it as his possession. If, if, the, if a man can leave nothing to his child but a Bible, he just gave him everything. Amen. We've got to become more aware. See, it's not about houses and cars. God can, yes, he'll add that to you, sure. You seek his kingdom first, he'll add things to you. But you've got the most precious possession ever. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's why we're not moved because you may still be in debt right now. We're not moved by that because I got him. And with him comes the cancellation of debt. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I got him, so I'm not concerned about that. The kids are maybe acting crazy right now. I got him. <laughs> and his mercy and his grace. Here's what you do. If you've got kids that have fallen away, go on YouTube and look up testimonies of kids coming back home. That's right. And watch this. When you hear that testimony, watch this. Here's what you need to say. That belongs to me. That's, that was better than how you responded. But, but I'm telling you, that belongs to me. 
Don't get, don't get into, oh, man, that's cool that happened to him, but what about my kid? No. Because, why? Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. He's prophesying to you. Amen. Any testimony is a prophecy. When you hear that God did something for someone else, God's saying, hey, and I want to do it again. How can we be so sure about this? Let's put the next verse up. How can we be so sure? Because Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Notice what he starts. Watch what he starts with, though. Yesterday. With Jesus, he starts with the past. He's talking about the time that the apostles were walking with him. Yesterday, the past. Your past doesn't belong to you anymore, but his does. Your past does not belong to you anymore, but his does. What he did when he walked the earth, teaching, preaching, and healing all manner of diseases and sickness among the people, that belongs to you. That same healing ministry belongs to you, belongs to me. This when he says uh, yesterday, that's the day of the apostles. Time passed. When he says today, he's talking about the time that he's writing this letter. And when he says forever throughout eternity, this includes yesterday and today. What am I saying? The testimony belongs to you. I want to share a couple of testimonies. Uh, You know, my 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 father, he um, my earthly father, he had uh, COVID-19. Uh, he had COVID pneumonia. And uh, they were saying, man, it's looking real bad, the doctor said. So what I did when we got home, uh, and he was at the hospital. He had to stay in the hospital for a while. When I got home, I, I turned on YouTube, and I looked up testimonies of people that were healed from COVID-19. Why? It's prophecy. It's prophecy. It's mine. It belongs to me. My dad, he's healed and he's whole now. God's so good and gracious. The Lord was with us in the day of trouble. And he's healed. He's got the victory. He's doing with great. God's good. God's faithful. What am I saying? The testimony belongs to you. Now, what what if I said, man, that's cool for them. And and what if I get legalistic? Well, I got to do what they did. No, you're missing the point. It's the testimony itself. That's what's prophesying. If Jesus did it for them, he'll do it for me. He'll do it for you. He is no respecter of persons. I was in a meeting where I was sharing with a friend of mine. I was laying hands on people. And uh, there was a lady there who came up to me after the service, after I laid hands on people. And she had a cyst on her body that was the size of a softball. So she comes up to me like after I'm done, right? I mean, I've been laying hands on people. You know, folks are falling out under the power. You don't have to fall, by the way. That's just, you know, if it manifests that way, praise God, you know. Uh, But I laid hands on this other lady. She comes up to me after. I mean, I'm cold now. I was warm. You know, it's like a picture. When the picture's done, man, he, he, he needs to cool off. You don't put the picture back into the game after he's cooled off. But isn't it wonderful that we're not looking to man? That we're looking to God, that he's the source. Amen? Amen. So she comes up to me after the service, says, Elijah, I got this sis. Would you pray for me? I didn't feel any anointing. I didn't feel any touch. I just prayed a normal prayer of faith. I prayed over it. I found out later that that night she went to the restroom to just use the restroom, had to get up and use the restroom. She looked down. That sis was gone. Wow, praise God. Wasn't there anymore. 
What is that? That's a testimony. I'm saying that, that belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. There was another man that I laid hands on during the service. I laid hands on, and he I kept the way I kept ministering to him was it's like, man, I don't know why I keep ministering to this guy. I found out later that he had felt pain all throughout his body, and he felt like that he had cancer in his blood. And so we kept laying hands on him. I didn't know that at the time. I was just being obedient to the Spirit. I got a phone call from a good friend of mine, and he told me, hey, uh, he went to the doctor, and, and the doctor said his blood's clean. That's a testimony. What am I saying? That belongs. That belongs to you. I don't know what you're facing. God's a healer. He's a restorer. He can bring back what the devil meant for evil. Amen? What is the testimony? It's the part of the past that's been redeemed. It's what belongs to you. What Jesus has done. The obedience of one man. And what God will do because of that obedience. Does that make sense?